Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now, it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. We'll start the show in just a minute, but first, a word from our premier brand sponsor, Casago, and co-sponsors, Guest Ranger and Good Neighbor Tech. Casago's founder, Steve Schwab, has been quoted as saying, you can only be a local in one place. This simple yet profound statement is the basis of Casago's franchise model, which allows locally owned vacation rental management companies the ability to compete at a national level by leveraging the systems, software, and support, the buying power of a much larger organization. As a Casago franchisee, you have the freedom to run your business with the support of a community of like-minded professionals while leveraging the economies of scale and buying power to increase profitability and reduce operating costs. Guest Ranger is the premier guest screening and chargeback protection solution. Leveraging AI, their tool effectively detects fraudulent activity, fake IDs, and underage guests, while also performing comprehensive dynamic background checks. With Guest Ranger, businesses can rest assured that their customers are safe and secure. Good Neighbor Tech allows you to manage your properties remotely and intelligently, protecting your owners and your guests. Their smart Wi-Fi locks allow you to provide temporary access to home and garage from anywhere and keep track of when guests and service providers are in the property. Good Neighbor Tech provides the ability for you to collect email addresses from all guests staying in a property, not just the one who booked the reservation. Every guest who connects to the internet will see your branded welcome page and be prompted to provide their email address in order to connect to the Wi-Fi. Visit casago.com forward slash franchise, guestranger.com, and goodneighbortech.com for more information. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of Vacation Rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are joined today for the second time now with Steve Trover, who is the CEO and founder of Better Talent. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. We're so glad to have have you. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. I actually was looking to try and start the um, interview off with a really good dad joke, but I just couldn't find one that I feel like you didn't know. So I'll work on that for the next time we talk together. (laughs) Count on that. Absolutely. (laughs) So, Steve, before we get started, I think everybody that, you know, is active within our industry and that goes to conferences certainly knows who you are, but we've got a wide range of listeners. Can you give a little bit of background on who you are and what Better Talent does? Absolutely. Uh, So I have been in the vacation rental industry since 1997, Uh, started a company here in the Orlando area where I'm based now um, and grew that to about 400 properties under management over a 20 year period. So uh, slowly but surely and um, had a real estate company, a property management company. We had an interior design company called Beyond Furnishings. Uh, ultimately had a development company called Purpose Built. And so we would design, spec, and build uh, vacation homes that we would furnish. We would then sell and then manage. Um, and did that again over a 20-year period. Went into four different markets, uh, three more outside of Orlando, one in Captiva Island, Florida, about three hours southwest of Orlando. Uh, in San Diego, we bought a company uh, there in the uh, La Jolla area. And then Sun Valley, Idaho kind of did a, a startup there as well. And so um, enjoyed that for a lot, a lot, a lot of years. Um, I am the uh, past vice president and president of VRMA, so spent a lot of years on industry boards, and then also developed a, a proprietary platform with a developer out of Idaho uh, to run the day-to-day business. Um, that was a PMS platform, really one of the first, if not the first SaaS platforms that had a booking engine uh, going back 20 plus years ago. That ultimately became LiveRes, which obviously private equity owns today with the habit. Um, uh, so been super involved in all aspects of, of the business, sold my group of companies about six and a half years ago now, got into consulting. The first thing I got asked to do was uh, hire. And so I saw that as a need in the industry, was kind of doing it with the traditional recruiting model and realized that wasn't going to work in our industry. Um, recruiters tend to charge 20, 30% of the salary and it just didn't make sense. And I never really liked paying that when I used them in, in my companies. And so We launched Better Talent three years ago um, with a different type of mindset, 
uh, to help companies identify, hire, and retain the best possible employees. And so, and we do everything from a CEO to a housekeeper maintenance. Um, and so that's better talent today. And about a year ago, there was about four of us on the team. There's now 15, so we're growing pretty quick. And we've got close to 200 companies that we do business with today. So that's that's us. <laughs> that's well, awesome. I can say, I can say from experience, um, Better Talent is like literally the best group of people to work with. I found myself in a situation, we were just sharing this recently, just I found myself in a situation where I was looking for a job and didn't think I was going to be looking for a job and kind of connected with you and your team and Stephanie. And um, I think that one of the things I really liked about the way you guys handle things is you really get to know the person before you kind of scope out what jobs would be. And the job that I have now with Marriott Homes and Villas, you brought, you guys brought to me and were like, you really should do this. And I remember thinking, no, no, this is not for me at all. And you were like, really just look at it. I really think this is a good fit. And I think that you kind of assessed that role and knowing me both personally, professionally, exactly. and and knowing me, you really found like the spot for me to land. And, and I, I can't thank you enough for like, what your team did, but I think it just speaks to how you guys approach staffing. That is that no one else is really doing. Yeah. We, we really feel like um, we have in, in essence, kind of like a VRM has two customers. So do we, so yeah. VRMs you have the owner and the guests. Well, we have the talent and the, and our client and mm -hmm. If we pay, play matchmaker well, the net result helps both the client and the talent, and that's what we want to do. And and that takes you know more than just going, oh, here's a bunch of people, you know, pick one. It's really looking at that person. And with you in that situation, we knew that you were tailor made for this role and excited about it. And you know, it, it, it sometimes is hard because sometimes people that are going through a transition or changing a job. They're, they're not necessarily in the most confident place that they can be in, right? Because they yeah. right. something happened, maybe they got laid off, maybe they're just not happy in the current scenario. And so um, one of our core values at Better Talent is empathy. And uh, Stephanie, who you mentioned, is one of, one of the most empathetic people you'll Absolutely. ever see in your life. She's amazing. <laughs> and the reason why she's in that role is because of that. And so she does a really good job meeting with the talent and, and then looking at that and then looking at, you know, your behavioral construct. You know, we do behavioral profiling and personality testing. And so you just were tailor-made for the role. And so um, as an example, and that's, and that's a big win for us. So thank you uh, for, for being that. So, you know, you want to thank me, but um, it's kind of funny because people will come up to me at, at conferences like, oh, thank you. You got me my job. I'm like, I didn't get you your job. You got your right. Job. You did. Yeah. yeah you're, you're the matchmaker in between, but it's so yeah. funny too, because I remember when I, I don't know who had posted it. Maybe, maybe it was better talent when you posted the job for Marriott and I immediately I saw it and I'm like, I immediately texted Annie. I'm like, this is perfect for you. And like, especially <laughs> knowing that you already had a great relationship with that company. And I remember you saying, yeah, I mean, Steve and better talent keep telling me like, this is great for me. And like you, you at first didn't think that it was no, right? no. Steve, to your point, like, you know, and you weren't at that. I don't think that you necessarily had to find a job at that point, but I don't know that you were also hundred percent confident, right. And your abilities that that was the right job for you, but it was 100% the right job. I mean, it's, it's hard sometimes to see in the moment, like what's right in front of you, but that everybody else can see. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that was what was great again, because Steve and Stephanie both like took the time to talk about like, you know, like just really, really look at it. Like just don't just look at like the role, like the bullet points of the role, like really yeah. read it through and understand and then have a conversation about it. And so it, it was one of those things where it's like, I, and again, I think you get job opportunities that come across your desk. And sometimes if you don't take the, like, I definitely have a new appreciation for really reading something and kind of questioning and, and maybe doing a little more research about something, but it was just, it, it kept coming to me from so many different directions, but you and Stephanie were both like, you this is this, we know this is the right role for you. And I think you gave me that confidence to say like, okay, all of the things that I've been doing that maybe I felt were not the right package of experience, they mm -hmm. became the right package of experience for this role. And you guys knew it instinctively just from talking to, you know, the, the people at Marriott that you were working with and then reading it through. And again, knowing me and understanding me and taking the time, like Stephanie took the time to get to know me. I already knew you, but she took the time to like really know what drives me and what my passions were and the things that make me tick every day. And I think that that's really something that a lot of hiring um, and staffing agencies, they just don't take the time to do because it's just, it's, it's, it's a transactional relationship and not, like you said, the empathy has to be there to make, to understand the fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and to be clear, you know, it's not always, we're not always 
capable of doing that at, at scale. And, at sure. and sometimes we, you know, we, we try to meet with everybody we possibly can. Um, but no matter how we do this, um, we do it with empathy. It's just integrated yeah. into the, the process. And, you know, we, we want to treat the, ta- the talent side, um, unlike a lot of recruiters, I got to say this, and there's some great recruiters out there, I know, but sure. Um, but so many of them, it's a numbers game and we never want to be like that. If we ever feel like that to somebody, give me a call. Um, cause we just, we don't want that, that to be the case. We really do care about that side of it. And, um, we know that without the town side, we won't have any clients. Right. So, right. Right. We'll be back in just a minute after word from our premier brand sponsor, Cosico. I've done every position in this company. I mean, it started from the ground up. I was done right. I, I just did everything. So I've done it all. Not to say that I don't still enjoy vacuuming. I love that. <laughs> you get burned out a little bit and you lose your, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. That's Kelly Hill, Costco's franchisee from McCall, Idaho. Her company, Done Right Management, had been a leader in the market for many years. But as larger national companies started to gain ground, Kelly felt like she was losing control of the business. I was my way out the door before Costco came. I really was. I think I was considering selling the company because I was I was at that point where I was getting like, yeah, maybe this isn't for me. Ryan had approached Ryan and Steve approached me and it was like they sang a song to me because I was like, this is what I need. I need direction. I'm looking at the bigger companies and I'll say, you know, Vacasa's out there and and I admire them for a lot that they do. They have, but they have a lot of bandwidth here. They have, you know, bulk. And so they can get, do things a lot cheaper and their systems are great. And I looked at Costco is, is the opportunity that we needed to, um, to get there, to have some of those advantages. We asked Kelly about the transition to becoming part of Costco and her thoughts on the benefits of becoming part of their franchise model. We had just switched to a different um, uh, PMS system that same year. So it was a real challenging year, but it was so worth it because Streamline is just, I mean, it's its the best of breed. And I love touting that. When I meet with owners, I'm like, yeah, oh, we use Streamline software. It's the best in the industry. That's the one main thing is that the training and the support that they've given us. I mean, they are just there. I mean, anything we need, anything we need. Kelly's story is one that resonates with many of our franchisees. Switching software is a big decision. Costco's full-time support staff are here to help make this process significantly easier and more efficient than a regular software switch. Ryan and Steve, they just really said, you can, you can still do this. We're here for you. And if we have all these things in place, your company can run smoothly. And it does. And I think that, um, I mean, I, I can, I, can take off for a week. And I know I'm going to come back and everything is running as good, if not better than when I was here. So it's great. Visit casago.com forward slash franchise to hear more stories from franchisees like Kelly and inquire about territory opportunities and available markets. Well, I mean, you're, you're dealing with people's lives and their futures. It's a pretty big responsibility, right? And I've got, um, awesome better talent mug in my hand right now for anybody who's watching sure. on youtube but the uh <laughs> they're great the the other side of it says a quote which i, I love this quote the only way yeah. to do great work is to love what you do don't settle and that's so true and you know having just also gone through a, a major life change and trans- transition leaving my job of 13 years and moving true. to Costco. actually annie and i started our both of our new jobs on the exact same day yeah. uh, it's it's a it's a lot to i mean it's, there's a lot of stress that goes along with making that decision to take a new job or leave a job and you don't want to have to be doing this multiple times. I mean, this is definitely right. something that yeah. you, you uh, ideally want to do only a few times in your lifetime, but um, you guys definitely mitigate the, the uncertainty of it quite well. But what, what are you, what are you seeing in out in just the, the industry right now? I mean, obviously workforce has been an issue for all industries really in the last couple of years, but what, what are the biggest trends that you're seeing and challenges uh, within our industry that still exist? Yeah, sure. You know, what's interesting is in, in talking to people and especially the last couple of weeks here, but over the past couple of months, what's shifted is, is people because of the big layoffs by Casa and some of the others in the industry um, that are of scale, um, there's this feeling like, oh, all of a sudden there's this talent flood. Um, and you hear these big splashy news stories about tech companies laying off a bunch of people. 
the reality is uh, we are at record low unemployment. The numbers just came out for January. They're as strong as they've ever been, way above what they've projected them to be. And the only sector of all sectors um, that went uh, backwards was tech. And it was just a little bit. Every other sector of employment is up. Guess what the number one is? Hospitality, right? And so the the employment side of this is as acute as ever. The the challenge of getting great talent is harder than ever. Um, And so that's what's happening in our industry. And then you have the explosion within our industry of growth and all of these new startup companies and, you know, kind of the Airbnb crowd that start with a few and all of a sudden they are management companies. Um, the origin stories have shifted a little bit, but there's more people coming into the space as operators than there ever has been. And so there is an acute uh, a shortage of, of talent and especially those people that understand this industry and understand what mm-hmm. they're doing. So my message to our industry, especially if you've been in it for a few years or a long time, uh, you're very valuable. Um, so if you think, you, you know, get laid off or you're you know not happy in a, a current situation, Please know that you have a lot of opportunity in this industry. If you understand it, know it, and can speak the language, there are a lot of people that want to work with you. And so be confident that that you have that. And, you know, nobody gets a degree in vacation rental management. Nobody all kind of (laughs) tripped into this thing, right? Uh, Me, you know, 26 years ago, I fell into it, right? Um, That said, it is a it's become, uh, especially over the last few years, something of significant value to have experience in this space. So please know that if you're if you're out there and you're looking and and give us a call. Yeah. And I think too, just just watching your posts over the last couple of years that we've known you and seeing the jobs that um, that you're posting and the salaries that companies are paying. I mean, this is you know, we're we're really becoming one heck of an industry that there are some really good jobs that are out there, you know, yeah. well into the six figures. And that also did not used to be the case. I mean, that, no. that's, you know, that's, that's definitely something that's risen, but of course, you know, there's a lot more revenue coming into the businesses now. And, and um, you know, the more forward thinking people are understanding that you've got to, you, you get what you pay for. And if you want to retain the best talent, you also have to have, you know, something that's going to match them compensation wise. One of my uh, favorite old kind of quotes is if you pay peanuts, you'll get monkeys. Um, and yeah, yeah. historically <laughs> our industry yeah. got yeah. A bunch of monkeys. So, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, it, it, that's not the case anymore. And, you know, uh, we still have obviously frontline positions and, and different things like that, where there's hourly positions, but you, to your point, there's a lot of roles now that pay really strong, uh, and you have to be able to do that if you want the right talent. Um, there's a balance there and you've got to obviously look at the budget and you got to do it within that. You got to be right. very cognizant and careful. Um, and one of the things that we're really focusing on now, um, we call the people stack. And if, oh, you, if you think about, <laughs> if, if you think about what a shift that's happened in the last several years in our industry, you started hearing the term tech stack. And yeah. I remember I love you know, from my technology stack. background, I remember devs used to call call the tech stack. I'm like, what's a tech stack? And right. started to understand that. And then it started to become more pervasive just to, and everybody talking about it. And they're looking at all the different technologies that they leverage to optimize the business, right? Which is great. I'm a technologist. Um, we Our tech stack is massive at Better Talent. Um, the people stack, though, really lends itself and it speaks to the fact that um, most companies today, if they're running optimally, don't just have full-time employees with big salaries. They might have full-time, part-time independent contractors, consultants, global talent, you know, virtual assistants, that type of thing. Um, And what we do with our clients is really look at their overall cost structure, which by the way, if you look at a VRM's P&L, I've looked at hundreds, if not a thousand of them, um, the number one cost by far on every P&L of every VRM I've ever looked at is people. Yeah. And then if you add to that, Anything you use from a consulting perspective or independent contractors, that's your biggest cost structure. So, you know, as much as we all like to look at the tech stack and optimize that, I think that's a good practice. I'm not downplaying it, but we ought to be looking at the most expensive part of our business and optimizing that. And so that's a big part of what we help clients do today is look at that. And so sometimes a company with 62 properties will say, Steve, I really need a a full-time revenue manager. And I might say, well, maybe you do because your 62 properties are, you know, massive properties and create a bunch of revenue. But in most yeah. cases at that scale, 
they're not ready for a full-time revenue, no. right? And so that's where we look work with a consultant or one of the third-party companies that do that on an outsource basis so that they can do it more efficiently and do it very effectively as opposed to having that full-time person. So that's an example of the types of things that we do to optimize. And so I see that as a big trend. Um, I mean, we've all had seasonal employees and independent contractors since the beginning of time, but I think you're seeing more of an evolution there to really optimize that. So we're really pushing that people stack concept to the, today. Yeah, I love we that. just when talked says to... what their tech stack is. I'm going to ask, well, hey. what's your people stack? <laughs> <laughs> we were just right. talking to um, Matt Durrett from Cozy Vacations, and he was talking about the importance of that culture and building the culture, and, and again, the people stack um, aspect of it. And I think that um, we talked about the importance of um, having buy-in and um, from all of your team members and having them all understand the mission. Um, so I'd love to hear like your take, because I think that you and Brooke Faust are two people that kind of brought this sort of notion of, you know, having people that have specific disciplines to get the team aligned and on message and on point. But again, having buy-in from everybody and creating a culture of not, it's not so much inclusiveness, but just that everybody is an integral part of how the machine runs. And I think it goes back to the way you guys are staffing and putting people, right, personalities in the right places. And I kind of would love to learn a little bit more about how you help, um, you know, help managers assess the talent and, and really put together the right team and optimize. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite quotes is from Patrick Lencioni. He's written a hundred different books, but it, it's, uh, if you could get everybody on the team rowing in the same direction, you can dominate any industry at any time. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what you're talking about is, um, EOS, which is entrepreneurial operating system. It comes out of a book called traction. I absolutely recommend everyone read one of two books traction. And it's a sister book called rocket fuel and rocket fuel uh, speaks to the relationship between the visionary. And this industry is full of really great visionaries, people that came in with the vision and all the different ways that we do this thing. And it's part of what has attracted me and kept me in this industry is the uniqueness of the different business models. I'm hyper excited to meet a new company and learn, you know, about their vision. But what I will tell you is most of the time, if they don't have somebody to execute on that vision or a group of individuals that, again, are rowing in the right direction, that vision is not going to happen. And, you know, I I ran a, a really great company, I believe, for a lot of years. I waited way too long to get my integrator. And so the integrator in EOS speak is really the person that takes that vision works with the individuals on the team, the different departmental leads, the leadership team to execute on the vision. They hold that person accountable or these individuals, but they also coach them in a way that helps them, gives them the tools to do this really well. And they align the team. And at Better Talent, for example, Adam Tolley is our COO. He's our integrator. He runs this business. I may be the visionary, but if I didn't have him, we wouldn't execute at the level that we do. And so we really encourage every client um, to make sure that they have that structure, um, have that integrator, and then ha- and start to build the leadership team and then get the right people in each one of those roles from a personality perspective, from a cognitive ability perspective, maybe a background and experience perspective, so that not only are they capable of the job, they're they're going to love that job because they're designed for it. In the right spot. You're designed yeah, yeah. for it like Annie is and you are in the, in the roles that you are. You're going to love your job. You're going to stick around and you're going to execute. And yeah. so, but it takes that kind of visionary integrator one to punch to really do that well within organizations. Mm-hmm. And so I highly recommend both those books. Yeah. After the integrator, what would you say is the next most important role to have or personality? You know, um, I, I would say in, in the VRM, um, you know, a director of operations, because um, yeah. if you think about this industry, a lot of us, myself included, um, we love the tech stack. We love to talk about uh, everything from a marketing perspective. Um, I always say I, I recruited the best business development person ever because Brooke was my business development guy. <laughs> uh, look at what he's doing now. Um, yeah. So that was uh, fun for me and very important. Um, but when you think about it, if you don't clean these properties well and you don't maintain them well, nothing else matters. Right. And so really that operational person that's leading those, the charge and those components, guest services probably being in, in, mm-hmm. in amongst that guest experience. 
Um, if we don't have somebody really leading that charge, we don't have the foundation. If we don't have the foundation, I don't care how good of a marketer you are. I don't care if you use inventory and blow it up with the number of property. Yeah, right. Your company's going to blow up because you. Yeah, that's so true. I, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've we've had that conversation with several people. It's like it really it, it doesn't matter. You can have the best marketing in the world, but if you can't keep your condos clean, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. have any. You can get people there, but they'll never come back and they'll share that they had a terrible experience. So, yeah, so that, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I used to say, you know, we were really great at marketing and we got all these things and we drive, yeah. we got the best ADR. And then the guest shows up and we didn't inspect it well. And it's a mess. And yeah. Really <laughs> yeah exactly. all that, right. right? Gotta so, be able to deliver on the promise. Yeah. yeah. I have a question going back to the integrator because I would imagine that there's likely some tough conversations that have to happen. I mean, I think that people, yeah visionaries tend to um, they get to a certain level and their ego like kind of leads them to make decisions. And and you probably have to like help them separate the vision and their ego and, and acknowledge that they are not the right person. So how, how do you have that conversation with somebody to say like, you're really, really great. And what you want to do is amazing, but you just, you're not the person to carry this forward. Mm -hmm. To know me after um, 26 years in, in this industry is to know that I am a very direct individual, especially this with my visionary friends. <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to visionaries, they're exactly like that. And they're, they're, they're not all egotistical. They're not bad people. No, there's nothing wrong with no, you. No, no. And, yeah. and I love talking. They're my people. Okay. Right. Because they're my people, I also will say, look, this is what you really, really need. You've waited too long like I did. So it's easy for me to say because I did it too, right? Yeah. And I sat myself in that kind of general manager or COO role way longer than I should have as a VRM. And so I encourage them to say, look, you're you're not the person to do these things. And when I dig in and I start asking them what they like to do and what they don't like to do, they almost always tell me verbatim all of the things that really are what a visionary does. And when right. they what they don't like to do, it's what the integrator does. And so it's kind of an epiphany that happens through that process. And then they realize, no, I really need somebody to run the day to day. And, yeah. um, and, and when they do, it lets them do more of the things that they love. In my case, as a VRM, I love doing biz dev. I loved uh, marketing. I love doing product development with purpose built. I did not love and I was not good at the repetitive nature of making sure housekeeping was done well or maintenance or guest services. Did we track it and look at it? Yeah, but I needed somebody running that part of the business and doing it really well. And so that's what I encourage. And we have tough conversations. Another thing that visionaries tend to do, and again, this is another thing I'm guilty of, is we like ourselves a lot. And we end up hiring ourselves. And what I mean by that is when you get into an interview and you don't understand kind of somebody's behavioral makeup, you tend to hire people that are like you. Right. Um, I'm actually going to do a graphic where I have somebody sitting across from the interviewee and there's a mirror and they're just looking mm -hmm. at the mirror because you <laughs> tend to do that. Right. And, oh, I really like that person. Well, really, it's just because they, they had a very similar personality traits. Well, the integrator and the visionary probably shouldn't have exactly the same sure. personality traits. And so finding that person that is the yin to your yang um, is, is what makes this thing work. And so that's what we try to work on with the visionaries today and, and finding that integrator. And by the way, it is, it is by far the hardest thing we do from a talent acquisition perspective because there aren't enough of them in this industry uh, because yeah. it's so hard. visionaries waited too long to get yeah. one. And so we just haven't pulled that in like the hotel industry has, right? There's that tens of yeah. thousands of hotel GMs. We don't yeah. have very many experienced GMs in this industry, only the scaled companies and those with yeah. the early on that did that. And it's usually the owner of the company that's running the day to day. And generally yes. it's a mistake. That's, that's interesting too. I remember we had uh, talked to Amy Hynote about this probably a year ago, and she was talking about like a GM boot camp or something along those lines. Yeah, and for the same reason that it's that there just really is not that um, higher level type of training for those individuals, and really they, they a lot of them become GMs because, like we said earlier, they're doing a bunch of different things and they know kind of everything about the business, but they've never really had that actual training that you would receive on a hotel type of um, accommodations business. But are, do you do you think that there's opportunity for us to recruit more talent from the hotel side to come over? And if so, how do we do that? Yeah, and, and it's actually something that we do on a regular basis. In fact, interestingly, when I finally did get my integrator um, as a VRM, 
I, uh, I used to talk about this hotel GM because I used to go to his hotel for meetings. It was across the street from our office and it was an older hotel, but it was a lot of 600 rooms. And every time I went there, it was probably like a $90 a night place back then. Um, but everybody in the front desk, the, even the housekeepers, when you're walking through the hallways, you felt like you were at the Ritz Carlton because they were really well trained, always said well and, and all that. And I used to say, when I finally hire a GM, I want to hire one like John Brost. And that was mm-hmm. his name. And I, I finally hired him and I hired him. I went, yeah. saying that? Why don't I just hire him? Why don't so I just do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Changed my life. And I, I absolutely loved my job then because mm-hmm. I got off the things off my plate and I was able to go. And that's when I started doing purpose built. And he allowed me to do things visionary wise that I would never have been able to do if I didn't have him in that place. And now when he came on, and this is what I encourage people to do what they do hire somebody from the hotel industry is I sat John down and I said, John you used to manage one hotel. We have 346 of them. And what I meant by that is every single house has an individual owner, which is different for them. That's a bit, that's probably the biggest differentiation and each property in most cases, unless you have a condo product where they're similar, um, they're very unique. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. and then they're geographically spread on a lot of cases, sometimes ridiculously. So, uh, and so it creates challenges that they're not used to. They're also used to when you're talking about housekeeping, they have a cart and an elevator. Okay. So (laughs) and a bunch of boxes are right there. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and as, as challenging it is, is for a GM to do that well with a hotel, it's infinitely cha- more challenging in the vacational industry. Mm-hmm. So it does require some untraining or retraining or help helping them to understand those nuances and those differences. That said, they are hospitality professionals. They have right, it right. in their They game. have the gene. Yep. They've Absolutely. got the gene. They gravitated toward it. They have really great training and they can bring professionalism to your company that you yep. never could have on your own. Um, one of the other challenges with them, though, is they are used to having a playbook and rules yeah. and structure, right? If you work yeah. in a Marriott, I mean, everything's done a certain way and there's yeah. SOPs for SOPs. And in our industry, we don't have that so much. Right. Uh, That's so true. We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting better. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, but as a general rule, you know, a lot of times you go in and it's like, well, how do you do that? Well, this is how we do it. Well, where's that written? It's not written. So it's not written. Yeah. 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 And and so it, it it does require them to understand that there's not an SOP. And the good news is, and in John's case, um, he came in and he helped us develop a lot of those SOPs. He was a knowledgeable 30 year veteran of the hospitality industry. So, so that's why I like bringing those people across, but it definitely takes some, you know, kind of retraining, if you will, and helping them to understand the nuances. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in the industry, just in, in my in my experience, that, that just they think they know how this side operates and they make a lot of assumptions. Again, I like the way you put that, because I've always said, um, you know, you take a man you manage a condominium and you have. 700 units in that building. There's 700 individually owned units. That's 700 general managers that you have to report to. They have a different marketing. They have a different marketing plan. They have a different budget. They have a different way they want their rooms. Cl- like everything about it is so different. And so I think when people come from the hotel side, to your point, there is sort of that re- retraining that you they have to be able to like move and think on the fly. Like there's just a lot of a lot of nuances. But I also um, know that had some of these existed years ago when my husband and I were partners and started a vacation rental company, it had, we had some of these tools out there for training and staffing and, 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 and like the integrator, like our, our CEO at the time, really big vision, but ego was making decisions. And ultimately the company failed because of some decisions, but it's like, I think we now have a really nice um, base of information and, and breadth of experience that you can bring in from all sides to really, really make the vacation rental industry something that people can look at and be really proud to be a part of. For one, we're, we're not hiding in the you know hiding in the shadows as this rogue industry that is causing problems in a you know in a market, um, but one that is can stand head to head against the big hotel you know side of the business. I mean, mm-hmm. we are part of hospitality. We are people okay. that are driven and that at the core of it, that's, that's what we are. We just manage our hospitality a little different. We we yeah. certainly do. There's no question about it. And, and yet if we can pull more of those people in that do have yeah. that in their DNA, we're going to be better off for it. So absolutely. Oh, you're absolutely right. We have a lot more structure than we had five, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, it's definitely evolving. 
I just I was speaking with one of our um, Costco franchisees this morning that is a longtime operator that was actually our first one that came over um, to our system. And they were saying how, you know, back five, six years ago, they started recognizing a need for having more SOPs, more things documented that their business was doing well, but they were starting to feel that that pull of like, there's things we could be losing if we're if we don't start, you know, getting things a little bit more aligned and tightened in. And that's, that's when they decided to come under the franchise. But since also being part of the franchise, they've also implemented EOS. So they went from having like no structure to now they've got a lot of different things there to, to pull and and to work together. But um, I think that's, that's kind of the beginning of our industry really recognizing that. I know in previous roles that I've been in, that was always kind of the challenge of like, you know, you know, everything in your head of what you have done in, in within the business and why you do certain things, but in order for the business to grow outside of the original leadership team, you have to be able to have something to stand on. And mm-hmm. I think as we bring in more companies that start implementing EOS or doing franchise, they're starting to work with Marriott's and seeing these other ways of, of really just professionalizing their businesses. I think that's where we'll start to bring more of a, a wider pool of talent over. So it's a, uh, it's the beginning of the next revolution for vacation rentals, I guess you could say. These next 10 years are going to be amazing. And yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you know, it's been a fun ride in the last 10, but I just, yeah. I see this industry is just blowing the lid off and so many great things. And, you know, what you guys are doing at Casa Go and, and, and the franchise model is clearly being accepted now. And that mm-hmm. gives that structure or some of the structure yeah. that we don't have yeah. uh, is everybody, you know, I talk to companies every single day. Um, by the way, I'm, I do all of the sales at better talent for one reason. And that is because we're building this company and growing it every day. And the best way to design something is to listen to the pain points and I want to mm-hmm. meet yeah. them at the very beginning. So, so I do it for that reason. And I get to talk to people and they, you know, they, they, I talked to a guy this morning, he started a company a couple of years ago and he, he comes from a sales background. So he was able to really grow it, but he, he didn't know, you know, what structure to put in place or, you know, yeah. kind of making it up on the fly. And so um, having, you know, a franchise model, having all the education podcasts like yours, um, it, we have more data and information to help us do what we do than ever before, but it's right. still, it's the wild, yeah. wild west relative to where it's going. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, 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 for one, actually hope it doesn't get too structured like the hotel industry because I think that gets kind of boring at some point. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, but, uh, still got to like creativity. I tend to think I tend to think that it'll stay a little wild west just because that's the charm of vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's face it. I mean, if you you know if you if you want the same cookie cutter experience, you know, that's, that's okay. I mean, some people really yeah. like that structure, but I think that's the great thing about vacation rentals is just like the person I mean, you look at Lauren at antebellums and like what they do. I mean, like you're going to get a totally different experience there than you're going to get, you know, with somebody in the North Carolina mountains or someone out West mountains. I mean, it's just, it's just the personalities behind these organizations that really gets an opportunity to shine that like a, a branded hotel doesn't because of the structure, which is fine. But again, if we get too structured, you would erase some of the person that makes us what we are. I, th- I think that's why, I mean, the, the right understanding behind how we professionalize and we've had this conversation on the podcast yeah. so many times is super important. And from a franchise perspective, at least as far as Costa is concerned, that's hundred percent how we, how we feel is that, I mean, every market, every company is going to operate differently. And this isn't like, I, as I'm explaining it to people, it's not like subway where you have to make the subs exactly the same. That's, that's not how vacation rentals are. So, I mean, to, to try and say that you have to, operate your business using just these tools and doing just these things, that's not the right way to look at it. I mean, and right. you, as people like us that know the industry, you know, that that's, that's just the way the business works. And to your point, Annie, that is the charm that it, they are, are, you know, just unique entities in themselves and the markets yeah. to operate differently. Well, one of the funniest things I get asked and and you guys probably get asked this a lot too. Um, and I always kind of chuckle when, when it comes at me as they say, what's the industry best practice for that? 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> it depends who you ask. <laughs> Best practice yeah. depends yeah. on the market yeah. and the operator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's no defense. I mean, yeah. we're all writing the rules as we go. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I think again, the best practice is the best practice for that entity that resonates with the you know the customer that comes to them. So yeah, and there's clearly things that we have learned along the way that are indeed you know a quote unquote best practice. But um, this you know and 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 again, you guys know I do uh, behavioral profiling, personality testing. This industry yeah. attracts a certain type of personality. Um, in in the construct that I use, it's called the Maverick. Um, a lot of the founders are Mavericks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Persuaders. Yeah. But the Maverick profile is a very out of the box thinker. Don't they don't like rules and structure, tend to be very visionary. Right. And um, so even if there is an industry best practice and somebody says this is the best way to do this, this type of individual is going to look at that and go, yeah, but I think about I might tweak it this way. So right. I yeah. know when I give somebody a piece of advice that they're going to take about 82% of it, but they're going to put 18% on <laughs> of their yeah. own and maybe yeah. tweak it. And a lot of times they take something I, I will tell them and they'll do it better. And that's what the yeah. of this industry is. We're all kind of piling on top of each other, different ideas and concepts to, uh, you know, as it evolves, you know, and someday we may get there. I don't know if we ever will to your point, because it is a very unique, it's not a cookie cutter product, right? There's yeah. yeah. So and I think the technology has a lot to do with that too. When you think about the struggles um, that the hotel industry has had from property management systems and their booking engines and stuff, their, their technology is not nearly as collaborative or open as Vacation Rental Tech has been. And I feel like we, as an industry, have kind of we've sped up real quick. We were way behind the times technology wise, but then COVID yeah. and that era hit. And we really now are well ahead of a lot of the hotel tech that's out there, but yeah. really hotels, it's like, you know, they really can't be all that creative when it comes to things and they can't pile different systems on systems because there, a lot of those are closed systems that they don't talk to anything else. So yeah. I think really, you know, our, our creativity and collaboration is, probably been built out of um, just this necessity and ability really on our side of the industry. Yeah. You're, you're not locked in by almost anything in this. Yeah. I kind of yeah. describe it from when an outsider, you know, somebody outside the industry says, tell me about the industry. I said, well, I think of it like a big whiteboard and we yeah. create in it. <laughs> And yeah. every day I think I, we've created all of it. And then the next day something new comes up. So he wipes it clean. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it makes it fun and interesting. And I, and I hope it's always like that. And I think to some degree it will be. Um, yeah. Reason, so. Yeah. I think the really great thing about our industry, we've talked to a lot of people about this is that even, even though we're competitors in various spaces, we all want to help each other be better. And there's, there's a lot more camaraderie that I see in this side of hospitality than I saw in the hotel space. I feel like the hotel, again, there's so much structure that you, you know, you're either with a brand or you're an independent, but you're operating in a way that you wouldn't want to share with your competitors because it's your secret sauce. And, and we don't, we're like sharing the recipe for that secret sauce because to your point, people are going to tweak it and add the little spice that they need to add to make it their own. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you guys are, are very good friends with uh, Amber Hurdle. And uh, I, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I met Amber several years ago. We were at a, a, a PI boot camp and, and she wasn't in the vacation rental industry, kind of knew a little bit about it. And when I met her, I'm like, man, I She's our people. We yeah, need yeah, her her people. We need her <laughs> yeah, in this is. industry, and she's like, "Yeah, they're you know, you guys seem like a bunch of yahoos." I'm like, "Yeah, we are. <laughs> we um, are." Yeah, and, and yet when yeah. she came in, it just—I mean, she has uh, gotten really well known in the industry in a very short period of time, and it's because she's our people, right? And so, yeah, yeah. Um, I. You know, I tirelessly look at people outside of the industry. And when I find someone like that, I'm like, hey, you got to come check this thing out. It's right. Yeah. And and I mean, uh, gosh, look how great she's fit in with everybody in our yeah, industry. She really has. Yeah. Yeah. And really kind of goes hand in hand with what Better Talent is doing and um, Employer Brand Central. I mean, what she's what she's building and what she's opening companies eyes to why that is so important to have a strong employer brand and how that not only creates loyalty within your existing team, but helps you recruit, you know, better talent as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's why uh, we but, partner with her is because yeah. that piece of it that she does so well helps us do our job well, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting ready to do a road show with Amber, I believe, right? Yeah, we've got Amber, um, Venturi, uh, 
turnover or actually turno as of yesterday, uh, turnover okay. BNB rebranded yesterday, um, and extent team, the, the, the group of companies were doing a roadshow across Florida. So we're doing, uh, Sarasota, St. Augustine and Fort Lauderdale, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. So if you're in, even remotely close to those areas, we'd love to have you come out. Uh, but yeah, no, we're excited about that that um, roadshow. And we plan to do this, hopefully, if it's successful in multiple places around the country and just go into the markets. But the focus is all on talent, right? It's all about the different components of talent. Um, Extent Team is another partner of ours. A lot of times you don't need a full-time employee, like I said right. before. And and so using them for global talent is, is really key. Turno helps optimize uh, the uh, housekeeping uh, component of it. And that's really a big piece of the talent structure. And then Venturi, um, they're really focusing on this roadshow on their outsourced business development efforts, right? And so sometimes mm-hmm. you need a full-time person, sometimes you can outsource to somebody like Venturi. And so we're really excited about that premise and that concept of, of really focusing on, again, the most expensive part of what we do um, mm-hmm. in the vacational space. So well, hopefully yeah. we'll have you back and talk about how that went and, and you'll be able to tell us that you're going to be adding on more of this. Cause I think that staffing, if, if it's not, you know, one of the most important, it's the, it's the single like biggest thing people struggle with regardless of where you're, where you're located. And, and again, you know, attracting the talent is one thing, but retaining and training and, and making them get that buy-in from them is, is a whole nother yeah. thing. And I think partnering with the organizations that you're partnering with to do this, they're all exactly the right people. And, you know, to your point, I think when we met Amber, we knew Amber was like, she's, she was our people from the moment we met her right. and she stayed a very dear friend of ours and um, having her energy in our industry with her experience outside the industry, just in the things that she's done is just such a tremendous asset for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I was in- made a big impact in such a short period of time. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. When I was in Miami last week, I was about to go on stage for the IMN panel and somebody came up to me and they said, where are your feathers? I said, feathers? They said, yeah, the last time you were on stage, you had these huge feathers. Oh, they thought you <laughs> was Amber. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't remember this conference. Funny. Yeah, it was funny. I was that's like, no, crazy. no, no, that's our good friend, Amber. There's yeah. Annie and Amber and Alex. It gets kind of hard to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. distinguish sometimes all the triple A's. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to hear about how that goes, too. I think it'll be yeah. super interesting. I, I do have another question, Steve. So as sure. far as call centers, uh, solutions and reservationists are going, have you seen what have you what have you seen just, you know, across the country? I mean, are most companies, are they looking to change because they can't necessarily get the workforce anymore? Are they more looking at um, offshore teams? And do you have any role in helping them find uh, you know, extent team kind of people? Yeah, no, uh, I, I think there is a big shift. Um, offshoring is, is a thing and I think it has its place. Um, extent team again is a partner of ours. So when we have a client that has that need, we definitely will work with them on that. Um, we've done some hiring offshore as well. Um, there's also the fact that historically in our industry, most of the companies didn't want to use remote employees, right? So yeah. COVID especially. Um, after COVID, what happened during COVID is everybody had to work from home and all of a sudden right. some of these companies went, this isn't so bad. Not so bad, but right? It might actually yeah. be yeah. better in many respects. And so um, whether we do it offshore or we do it you know, in the United States, but we do it remotely, what that does is it greatly opens up your field of talent, right? And yeah. so we do a, a job at, uh, for ad for a, a remote bit res, a vacation planner, reservations agent, we get a lot of applications and really good people, but they're all over the country. And so I think that change to the of the mindset of where it has to be somebody in my office, full-time employee, um, yeah. now it can be an outsourced company. There's a lot of companies that do that role voice, et cetera. Um, um, and then there's companies like Extend Team that do it uh, uh, offshore. I think all of it is is good for our industry and for the cost structure. We look at um, each company on a case by case. We look at the culture of the company, the team, um, what they're trying to accomplish, what the budget looks like, and and then we make um, recommendations based on all of those things. So it's not just like everything with this industry. I don't think there's a cut and dry. This is the best way you should do that. It really comes right. down to that individual's company's needs what they want to do and how important the localized culture is to them. Um, some companies are re- refuse to do offshoring or even uh, remote mm-hmm. 
because they want to support their local community. And I get that, but it does create a challenge a lot of times in some of these markets. And we work with clients that have, um, you know, Big Sky Montana has 2000 people in it, Hatteras Island. North Carolina, 4,000. So right. uh, total humans I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, we really want the world's best digital marketer. Um, and they got to be in our office. And so, you know, yeah. if you want the best, you got to go remote. Sometimes that's offshore, sometimes near shore, sometimes yeah. uh, here. But, uh, but I, I love, in fact, I think one of the best things that came out of COVID other than our industry just exploding, um, was certainly that, that people are more open to remote, whether that's offshore or not. Um, I, I, I love that that change has happened because it's helped us attract a lot more talent to the space. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And run more profitable businesses too. I mean, I've heard of some companies that when they've moved to, um, call centers in Jamaica, I mean, they've sold, they've saved, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Um, and increased conversion because a lot of times the the teams that you're able to get in the offshore organizations, I mean, they're, they are really dialed into being sales representatives. I mean, like they're, they're there to make sales. That's how they make, make their living. So it's um, a lot of us, a lot of businesses, their reservationist is also doing many things. I mean, they can be doing property yeah. management, talking to homeowners, taking reservations, doing marketing. So when you streamline somebody's tasks, they're only going to be more successful. Yeah. I, sometimes when I go into a company and they start telling me all the things that different people do, I go, do you guys have a hat rack in your office? They're like, well, yeah, yeah. you guys all wear so many different hats. Right. You know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then on the hour of the day. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. Steve, we'd love to have you back again this year. I think just keeping an eye on the pulse of what is going on in workforce is a super yeah. interesting topic to us and a lot of our listeners. So we will be having you back and hopefully we'll see you at the Northwest uh, VRP event where we're going to be set up there with the podcast and love to have you come over. You you sat with us at the executive summit last year and chatted with us at one of our first live interviews. So <laughs> I would love to, I look forward to seeing you guys there. It's going to be a, a long, but fun year. I can tell with all the different yeah. shows. So. Yeah, exciting. If anybody wants to get in touch, Steve, what, I know your URL is bettertalent.com. I remember last time you were on the podcast, I told you that was, that was amazing that you guys got that URL, but <laughs> yeah, no, great, I, I, great I URL. Love that. Um, so bettertalent.com. Um, my email address is steve at bettertalent.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. If we're not connected on LinkedIn, please track me down um, there. Uh, but certainly reach out and we'd love to talk to you. I do want to say most people say, oh, yeah, that's that recruiting company. We're not a traditional yeah. recruiter. We don't charge as such. We're a subscription-based company. And we really are very, very, I hope you can tell, passionate about this industry. And so yeah. love to talk to anybody that's that needs help of any type as it pertains to talent. So, Well, I would never use anybody but you ever again. <laughs> so I'll just say that. Yeah, Annie's <laughs> like the perfect walking testimonial. I, know, right? I, I, I may get a better talent tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> temporary of course yes. <laughs> temporary <laughs> stick on yeah awesome well if anybody wants to get in touch with annie and i you can go to alex and and thank you for listening and until next time bye everybody all righty take care 